This is Flipping the Script Podcast, the soon-to-be number one leadership podcast for purpose-driven leaders and great guest experts who give us a unique insight into what leadership looks like behind the scenes. I'm Shalia Stafford, your host, and I'm committed to helping you lead your challenges using leadership strategies to gain new perspectives, fuel your growth, and transform the way you execute on your success. Welcome back, everyone. It's Shalia here. I am so excited. Ah kind of sort of to talk to you guys about this topic that's been on my mind. Today is a very, very special day because it is the birthday of my grandmother who is no longer here with us, but whose journey and soul has deepened and impacted where I'm going on my adventure. So I want to take a moment to say happy birthday, Wella. It's been a while since I've been able to say that out loud because the loss of her life was really impactful in a negative way in my journey. One that has taken me much time to heal and evolve from, and that is still the work in progress. But I don't want to talk about the dark side of that today. What I want to share with you guys is the lessons that I've learned through her passing about the fragility of life and how I've learned to navigate her loss with gratitude and growth. Look, I want to preface that everyone's healing journey is different and unique, and there is no right way. And for those of you who have lost someone in your life, you know the depths that your soul can take you on and realizing the beauty of the light that everyone carries and how quickly it can come to an end. So today I want to share with you four things that I've learned through her passing and how they've impacted my journey today. For those of you who are not aware, my grandmother was like a second mother for me. She was responsible for taking care of me for a big part of my life. The other day, I felt her presence through pecans. Let me explain. I haven't bought pecans in a long time. We're not much of pecan eaters these days. Pecan, pecans, potato, potato, however you like to call it. However, I found some in the pantry and we were creating a little snack board and I thought, "Hmm, yeah, why not? The second that I ate that pecan, I had this deep rush of some of the sweetest and deepest memories that I have growing up. A time and a place where... I was outside playing and I felt safe. And there wasn't many times in my childhood where I felt that or could even do that, such as play. But it was a time in which I was growing up with my grandmother and I was living with her. And you see in her backyard, she had these huge pecan trees. And I mean, they would just cover the ground at times. I used to love going outside and quote unquote foraging for food. I can still remember how the sun felt as I played outside, how my mind could just lose itself in wonder and play, and the excitement that I felt when I would find pecans, which wasn't too hard to do, and crush two of them together in my palm and get to enjoy one. Also, the sadness that you feel when you realize the squirrels beat you to it and just dump the empty containers down. But nonetheless, the idea that your taste buds could have this extreme amount of memory and take you into a place that no longer exists because it is a memory of a memory that becomes a memory from a memory from years and years ago is so phenomenal and such a sweet gift. And as I sit here in the quote unquote future from that memory, it reminds me of this first lesson that I want to share with you today. It is the little things that count when we are on this adventure. You see, when we're reflecting on the memories that we've created, for me in my particular journey, there isn't any lavish vacations 
there isn't a Disney World, there isn't these big restaurants, there isn't self-care in the form of when we used to go get massages or anything of that sort. It was little moments that were happening even through the most challenging times we were experiencing. You see, little did you know that in that house where I was experiencing that safety outside through the presence of what my grandmother brought, there is a nightmare happening. And time after time, the effects of that nightmare were growing. And somehow, in some way, through her smiles, through her laughs, she was able to bring me into the present and allow me to experience the gifts of life that would have me now wanting to recreate that healthy foundation for myself as an adult as I work on healing from the previous chapters of my life and also providing a better foundation for my children. Another example of this, another crazy example of being able to experience those little moments through the challenges was when we arrived at the farmer's market. For those of you who aren't aware, when we arrived to Georgia, we were homeless and we lived at the farmer's market where my grandparents sold produce. Over time, we were able to secure a home and this was during that time. And so we had arrived to the produce area in the morning where they had their stall and we sat up and I remember arriving there. It was a cold morning. I used to hate it because I get cold in 90 degree weather. And it still wasn't as hot as I would like. But nonetheless, we get there and you can tell that there had been rummaging where we would normally set up and something felt off. And as we walked around, it wasn't long before we noticed that there was money scattered everywhere. And look, I'm talking about dollar bills on dollar bills and sometimes some $5 bills that were just scattered everywhere. The night before, my grandfather, who was drunk and had many, many deep issues, had trashed the place. And in doing so, somehow, scattered some of his money everywhere. And my grandmother made it feel like it was a piñata that had just exploded. And we were the recipients of what would be a nice little lunch from the effects of what we had just found. And instead of her getting lost in what was happening, she found a way to bring her presence into the moment to help navigate it. And it's not easy to do that. And those aren't common scenarios of what most of us are experiencing. What it has taught me is that presence and what it looks like, it can happen even through the challenging moments that we are going through. Regardless of what our environment is, we can experience presence through the small things. Presence is our greatest asset. Regardless of our situation, we can make it count and we can capture the essence of the values that are most important to us. Because at the end of the day, there may come times where you're not able to practice self-care that makes way for presence in the way in which you think you have to in order to get there. Meaning you have everything you need right now to feel joy, fulfillment, and maybe perhaps maybe perhaps happiness. Look, happiness is not the goal. It's a short feeling. And it comes from a combination of living in alignment with your values and multiple experiences that happen over time. But being able to call ourselves into presence is something that we have to be able to practice even when we are going through challenging moments. And I say this because this has been a work in progress for me. And it's easy because of the dynamics of my story for me to think when I am in my unconscious autopilot state of mind that the only way I can be present is when and if I have A, B, and C figured out, then I can allow myself those moments to relax into that state 
and give myself my presence and those around me the presence that in essence is life, that is life's greatest gift. And that's not the case. Because at the end of the day, as I think through her memories, the times that she was present with me are the moments that soar through my mind. And they're the most beautiful gift that I can have. And it calls me into presence, even as her physical presence is no longer here. The next lesson I learned is that this adventure will come to an end. And nobody makes it out alive. And we have to make it count. But it's going to come with challenges and sacrifices. So that when you reach the end of your rainbow, you can look back and count the asset of your presence, the greatest gift that you can have, and see yourself in alignment with what you valued most and being able to give that to the people who you love and loved you. And knowing that eventually our time will come to an end challenges me further to do the things that feel that much more harder to do when my present day self takes over. The self-sabotage, the imposter syndrome, the ego, and the what-ifs about life. I'm reminded of the fragility. I'm reminded of standing over the end and seeing it and seeing that chapter officially close. Life goes by incredibly quick. And we don't know when our last day will be. And one thing that I know is that when my last day comes, I want to feel like I gave it my all and that I was in alignment with what mattered most for me and that I could navigate the realities of what comes with a toxic and destructive part and aspect of the human experience. I've lived through it. I've seen it. I've seen the worst side, but I've also seen the best of it. Having that perspective is one that I wish I didn't have to have because of the impact that it has created. But nonetheless, it is a lived experience that I have. And when I get stuck in those places, I remind myself that some people don't get to live today in the way in which I do. And the least that I can do is try and fail courageously. And I encourage you to make it count in the way that is most authentic to yourself while being able to hold the realities and the darkness of what comes with the human experience. People will hurt us. People will disappoint us. We will disappoint ourselves. We will fail others. We won't have all the answers. We will experience loss, but we are here. The universe conspires to bring you joy and you are on the adventure to self-actualize and come back home to the wholeness of who you are while integrating the aspects of the human experience. Okay, the third lesson that I've learned is that in order for us to make this adventure count and to create more presence in our life, we have to get clear on our story and what we want out of this experience to be able to call it into reality as we get stuck in the tunnel that sometimes diverts us or reverts us back to old and familiar places that no longer serve our growth or the experience that we want to have. We can only recognize that if we take the time to audit our story and audit the experience that we want to have. And I highly encourage you to at minimum do this once or twice a year. This is the big picture perspective. And to really look at where is it that you are going and what is it that you are creating? And is it in alignment with your values, the current environment that you find yourself in, and the realities of your experience? We live in story. 
when we're stuck, it's because we are in a story about what we believe to be true about our scenario and about ourselves, about the world and others. When we're in autopilot, it's because we are in story. We are creatures who create stories in our mind and in our lives. Call your story into consciousness so that you can drive the behaviors that will create alignment and meaning in your life and allow you to come into presence. Okay, so my final lesson, and probably perhaps the biggest one that fuels the previous three lessons that we just talked about. Look, our greatest gift is our presence. And it is a difficult, difficult journey that I recognize to get to presence, especially those who are breaking generational cycles. To be present, we must heal. We must work on creating a healthy foundation that will take on the realities of the human experience. And that means the challenges the sacrifices, and the pain that come with it. Remember, there aren't many guarantees in life, but one of those are is that we will experience challenges. We don't know where life will take us, and we have to be prepared in order to meet life when it happens. And to do so, that means creating a healing foundation to be able to weather those things. I challenge you to start with understanding the triggers and the destructiveness and the limiting beliefs that you hold and the negative emotions that are attached to that and begin to understand how to express and feel those negative emotions and have a relationship with them. We talk so much about self-awareness that we don't speak enough about the importance of emotional awareness that then feeds into emotional intelligence and then allows more space for a growth mindset to happen. Negative emotions are completely vital, critical, and necessary for our survival, and they're healthy for helping us maintain a baseline of joy in our life. But the trick with negative emotions is to understand how to constructively express them and then to live them in a way that aligns with our values. Once we can begin to clear away with the stories that weigh us down, we can begin to allow our stories to give flight to the vision that we have, to the experiences that give life to our story and begin to consciously create our story in alignment with our values and through the complexities of creating conscious success. Live in consciously as an imperfect human being and choosing to live life in a way that allows me to be in the wholeness of who I am while integrating life's experiences into that is a way in which I honor those who have come before me and who have suffered in ways that I can't possibly imagine. And because of that, one of my biggest fears is to reach the end of my rainbow and to look back and realize that I didn't take the chances in life to do the things that I felt brought my story to life and that gave me the experiences that I wanted because I was stuck in a place of fear or doubt because of a story that no longer exists. It's no it's not true, but it holds space in my being, and it stopped me from doing the very thing that I chose to rebel against a long time ago, to not suppress the pain of what our story would create and choose to live as courageously as I possibly could. And look, that does not mean me quitting my job and going to start a business, which was a part of my story. It's scarier than that. It meant being present with myself. It meant choosing to heal. It meant choosing to do nothing and have to sit with there isn't 
any big accomplishments that define your worth right now and asking myself and telling myself, I am still me and allowing time and space to happen in my life. And because I have that fear, it drives me to be present with my kids and it drives me to choose to act in ways that is constructive towards their well-being. It fuels the desire to want to try to be more present daily, auditing the consistency of my presence, not just with my family, but with myself. And I use that as a gauge. I use my fear as a gauge to harness it for growth, to bring me into presence, and to remind me to take on every experience that feels awkward, uncomfortable, makes my heart beat, my palms sweat, but serves my growth, brings me into presence, challenges the alignment of my comfort zone to who I am and allows me to make my 80-year-old self proud. Life is a beautiful experience that comes with many ups and downs, twists and turns, joy and sorrow. All that we have is today in the present. I challenge you to align with your soul's deepest desire and in the face of every awkward and uncomfortable moment, go into it, feel it, experience it, what it is to live and to be in presence. And remember, the universe conspires to bring you joy. To our listeners, the ball is in your court. I challenge you to live in alignment with your most authentic self and consciously create your story. Continue to have the difficult conversations that go beyond the surface level. You are listening to Flipping the Script, Leadership Beyond the Title. We'll see you on our next episode. If you found even the smallest nugget of wisdom in this episode, share it with a friend and your friend will thank you. Let's continue the conversation with like-minded leaders and join us on Facebook at Go Flip the Script. Until next time, I challenge you to incorporate what you learned today to evolve your leadership impact.